Today is the 15th day of December. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I'm Brian. It is wonderful to be here with you today as we kind of sit ourselves pretty close to the center of the month. And we have been working through the minor prophets in the Old Testament and we find ourselves in the center of those books. There are 12 minor prophets. We have reached the sixth of those. And we will read from it today. It's known as Micah. And very little is known about Micah as a person, about his life outside, outside of the book. There is some information. Micah's name means who is like God. And the book tells us that he's from the town of Morasheth. And scholars often associate this with Morasheth Gath. And if that's correct, then that will put him in the lowlands, the Shephelah. Uh, the lowlands of southern Judah. And Micah tells us as it begins that the Lord gave this message to Micah of Morasheth during the years when Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah were kings of Judah. The visions he saw concerned both Samaria and Jerusalem. So the capital city of the northern and southern kingdoms were Samaria and Jerusalem, respectively. So we understand who he was speaking about. And from these different references to the kings, we can kind of date Micah's prophetic ministry to the, the earlier decades of the 8th century BC. And then there's also a, a, a mention of Micah briefly in the book of Jeremiah, which kind of lets us see that his prophecies were being referenced over a century after he gave them, all the way, like they were held and revered through to Jeremiah. We'll find that in these prophetic books, there's a this kind of a pattern, and there's there's three three of these repetitions in this book. There are utterances of doom and judgment, and there are words of hope and restoration, which is very similar to all of the prophetic writings that we read. But this appears to be an intentional pattern that scholars have noticed in Micah. Also, we'll find that there are promises in Micah of a coming Messiah, a deliverer, a redeemer. For example, in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 2, Micah is quoted, But you, O Bethlehem, Ephrathah, are only a small village among all the people of Judah, yet a ruler of Israel, whose origins are in the distant past, will come from you on my behalf. So Micah is quoted in the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus himself quotes from Micah when he explains the disruption that his coming will bring and his message will bring. You probably recognize these words. Don't imagine that I came to bring peace to the earth. I came not to bring peace, but a sword. I have come to set a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. Your enemies would be right in your own household. That's found in the Gospel of Matthew, but that's quoting from, from the book of Micah. One thing that we won't be able to avoid seeing is that God is very unhappy, very, very, very displeased with corruption, idolatry, rebellion, and people who misuse their power to exploit the less fortunate. But he's even more passionate about hope and restoration for those who love him and keep his commands. And so with that, we begin the book of Micah, and we will read chapters 1 through 4 today. 
These are the words of the Eternal One and the visions about the two capital cities of Israel and Judah, Samaria and Jerusalem, that were given to Micah of Moresheth during the reigns of kings Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah over Judah. Listen, all you people. Pay attention, earth, and all upon it. The Eternal Lord gives evidence against you. The Lord speaks from His holy temple. Look at this. The Eternal is leaving His home in heaven, and He is coming down to walk over the high places of the earth. The mountains will melt beneath His feet. The valleys will burst open, like wax next to a raging fire, as water pours from the heights. The Eternal One says, All of this is happening because of the crimes of Jacob, the wrongdoings of the people of Israel. And what is the crime of Jacob? Isn't it Samaria? And what is the high place of Judah? Isn't it Jerusalem? And so I will turn Samaria into a pile of ruins in an open field. To make her properly into a place to plant a vineyard, I will roll her stones into the valley and bear her foundations for all to see. I will shatter her images and burn her immoral riches with fire, and all her idols I will break down. They came from the earning of prostitutes, servants of other gods, and they will be used again to pay the wages of another prostitute. Because of this, I will howl and wail. This is why I will go barefoot and naked, why I will scream like the jackals and screech like the ostriches as if in mourning, for her wounds cannot be cured because Samaria's transgression has reached Judah. It now has reached the gate of my people, even in Jerusalem. Do not tell this in Gath. Do not weep even a little in Bet Le Afra. Wallow in the dust as you mourn. Travel on, you who live in Shafir, no longer beautiful but naked and ashamed. You who live in Zeanon, do not come out when the enemy approaches. Bet Izel is weeping. He is tearing you away from his foundations and she won't be there to support her neighbors. Those who live in Marol wait anxiously for good news. The Eternal sends disaster down to the gates of Jerusalem. Harness your horses to the chariots, you who live in the strongholds called Lachish, and you are the seeds of the sin of my daughter Zion, and you are the crimes of Israel. That is why you will pay a dowry to Morasheth Gath, when Israel departs for exile. The houses of Aksib will deceive and disappoint the kings of Israel. I will send a conqueror again to all of you living in Marashah, and the glory of Israel, her treasures and leaders, will come to Adullam for refuge as David once did. Cut off your hair and shave your heads. Prepare yourselves for slavery on account of the children whom you pampered and privileged. Make yourself as bald as an eagle, for they have been removed from you into exile. Beware, for disaster is coming to those who plan wickedness, who lie on their beds plotting evil. When morning shines on them, they carry out their plans, simply because they have the power to do so. They see fields they want and take them. They see houses and they grab them up. They persecute each landowner taking all that belongs to him, including his freedom and his children's inheritance. The Eternal One says, Look at what I am doing. I am preparing a calamity for you people. 
a yoke from which you will not be able to free your necks. You will not be able to walk with your noses in the air because the times will be disastrous indeed. On that day, you will be a subject of parodies. Each of you land stealers will sing a dirge and say, oh no, we're completely ruined. God has divided up my family's inheritance. And how has he taken it out of my hands? He has given my land to the conquerors. Because of this, you will have no descendant who can measure out your share in the Eternal's community. They say, don't rattle on like this. But those same people preach falsehood themselves. Calamity is not coming in our direction. Should it be said to the people of Jacob, has the spirit of the Eternal lost his patience with us? Is this how he works? The Eternal One says, when I speak, don't good things happen to the ones who uprightly follow my fair path? But recently my people became their own enemy. You stripped the mantles off the clothes of those just passing through, those who thought themselves safe, those who are opposed to war. You drive the women of my people from the homes they love. You steal my glory from their young children. Get up and go. This is no place for you to rest. Because when something is contaminated with evil, it destroys people painfully and completely. If someone going on about nothing of worth wanders by and says, I've come to preach to you of whiskey and wine, then these selfish people would hire him as their official speaker just because they like his message. I will certainly gather you all together, people of Jacob. I will surely bring you together with the survivors of Israel's decimation. I will gather them like sheep in a fold and like a flock trapped in the center of their pasture. They will make a great noise. There will be so many of them. Their leader breaks out first, then all break through the gate and escape. Their king will show the way, and the Eternal One will lead them. Listen to what I say, you leaders of Jacob who judge, you rulers of the people of Israel who sit in the city gates. Shouldn't you know what justice is? Yet you hate what is good and love evil. You skin the people alive and tear the meat from their bones. These selfish judges eat the flesh of my people, strip off their skin, break their bones into splinters, and chop them up like stew meat for the kettle, like meat for the pot. In that time, something dire will happen, and they will call on the Eternal, but He will not answer them. He will hide His face from them then, because they have acted so wickedly. This is my message for the false prophets who have led my people so far from the truth, who preach peace when someone pays them with food and declare war against those who don't. It will be a dark night, too dark for you who lack vision, and it will be darkness for you who cannot divine. The sun will go down on those so-called prophets, and the day will be black all around them. The seers will be in disgrace and those who predict the future ashamed. They will keep their mouths shut because there will be no word from God. But that is not the case with me. I am filled with power, with the spirit of the Eternal One, with God's justice and might to accuse Jacob of his crimes and the daughter of Israel of her wrongdoing. Now listen closely, you leaders of Jacob, 
you rulers of the house of Israel who hate what is right and just and make the straight path into a crooked road, who build Zion with innocent blood and Jerusalem with wrongdoing. Her leaders exchange justice for a bribe. Her priests teach, but for a price. Her prophets divine for money. Yet they have the gall to say as they lean on the eternal, He is on our side. Nothing bad will happen to us. All of this is why Zion will be plowed flat as a field. Jerusalem will become a tumble of rubble. And the Temple Mountain will become an ordinary high place in the forest. But in the last hopeful days that are coming, the Temple Mountain of the Eternal One will tower over all other mountains. It will be raised above the hills, and people will flow up it like rivers. The nations of the world will say, Come, let's go up, everyone, to the Mountain of the Eternal One, to the house of the God of Jacob, so He can teach us His way, and we can follow in His footsteps. For God's law will march out of Zion, the Eternal's word from Jerusalem. He will judge between many people and arbitrate disputes between strong, faraway nations. They will hammer their swords into plow blades, their spears into pruning hooks. One nation will not attack another, and they will give up war training and maneuvers. But they will each sit under their own vines and fig trees, and no one will make them afraid again. Because the Eternal, commander of heavenly armies, has ordered it so. All people move ahead in the name of their own gods, whatever they are. But we move ahead in the name of the Eternal, our true God, forever and ever. The Eternal One says, in that day of hope, I will gather the lame, bring together all those who have been driven away and those whom I have injured. From those who were lame, I will create a remnant. And from those who are cast off, I will create a strong nation. And the Eternal will reign over them in Mount Zion, now and forevermore. And to you, the tower of the flock, the hill of the daughter of Zion, your former authority will return to you, the royal authority of the daughter of Jerusalem. Now why do you cry aloud? Don't you have a king in your midst? Has your counselor vanished, allowing pain to paralyze you as it does a woman in labor? Writhe in pain and groan, daughter of Zion, like a woman about to give birth. For now you must leave your city to wander in the fields on your way back to slavery, this time in Babylon. And from there the Eternal One will pay your ransom and pluck you from the hands of your enemies. Many nations have gathered to fight you, saying, Let her be laid waste before us. Let's feast our eyes on Mount Zion. But they don't know what the Eternal One is thinking. They are not privy to His plans. He has gathered them like sheaves on the floor of a threshing house. Come on in and start threshing this grain, daughter of Zion. I will make your horn like iron, your hooves like bronze, so that you will stomp many people beneath them. And they will dedicate what they have stolen to the Eternal, their wealth to the Lord of the entire earth. Revelation 6 Then I saw the Lamb break the first of the seven seals, 
and I heard one of the four living creatures call out with a thundering voice, Come. Then I looked, and what a sight. There was a white horse carrying a rider with a bow. He wore a wreath and came riding like a conqueror, intent on complete victory. The lamb broke the second seal and the second living creature called out, Come. Then another horse, fiery red, sped forth. Its rider was granted the power to steal peace from the earth and received a large sword so that people would slaughter each other. The lamb broke the third seal, and the third living creature called out, Come! Then I looked, and behold, there was a black horse. Its rider held in his hand a balanced scale, and I heard a voice emanating from the middle of the four living creatures. A quart of wheat for a whole day's wage, three quarts of barley for a whole day's wage, but do not harm the olive oil and the wine. When the lamb broke the fourth seal, the fourth living creature called out, Come. I looked and behold, there was a pale green horse. Its rider's name was Death, and Hades accompanied him. Together they were granted authority over one-fourth of the earth to kill with weapons, with famine, with disease, and with wild animals that roamed the earth. When the Lamb broke the fifth seal, I saw under the heavenly altar the souls of those murdered for holding fast to the word of God and their testimony. They cried out in a great singular voice, How much longer, O Lord, the Holy One, the True One, until you pronounce judgment on the inhabitants of the earth, until you avenge our blood. Then they were each given a white robe and told to rest for a little while longer. Soon their number would be complete. In a little while, more of their fellow servants, brothers and sisters, would be murdered as they had been. When the Lamb broke the sixth seal, a great earthquake shook the earth and the sun grew dark and became black like morning sackcloth, and the full moon became red like blood. The stars of heaven fell to earth as a fig tree drops its fruit during a winter storm. The sky snapped back as a scroll when it is rolled up. Every mountain was shaken off its foundation, and every island melted into the sea. The rulers of the earth, the important and the great, the generals, the wealthy and the powerful, the slave and the free person all hid themselves in the caves and among the mountain's rocks. They pleaded with loud suicidal requests to the rocks and mountains, Fall on us! Hide us from the fierce presence of the one who sits on the throne, from the wrath of the Lamb. The great day of their wrath is come. Who can withstand it? Psalm 134 A song for those journeying to worship. Praise the Eternal, all you who serve Him, who stand ready to serve in the house of the Eternal through the night. Lift up your hands toward His sanctuary and praise the Eternal. May the Eternal grant you His blessing from Zion, God, the weaver of heaven and earth. Proverbs 30, 1-4 These are the words of Agur, son of Jekai, an oracle of wisdom. He says, 
I am weary, God. I am weary and spent, O God. Certainly I am a stupid man, as dumb as an ox. I don't understand the way that most people do. I have never learned wisdom, and I have no knowledge at all of the Holy One. Who has ascended into the heavens and then come back down? Who has collected the winds in the palm of his hand? Who has wrapped up the vast oceans in his coat? Who has plotted the ends of the earth and then fashioned them? What is his name? What is his son's name? Do you know? Indeed you do. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for another day and another minor prophet for us to talk about. And as we move through this book of Micah, we invite your Holy Spirit to come. Show us what we need to see. Help us to hear what we need to hear. Illuminate our paths by the power of your word and the influence and guidance of your Holy Spirit as we yield to you. Lead us forward. Lead us forward into the last couple of weeks of this year. Help us to not get blown away. Help our foundations to not be shaken. Help us to be rooted and planted deeply in you so that we might finish well and then begin well and begin stronger than when we started. Come Holy Spirit, in the name of Jesus we ask. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com That is home base. That is the website. That's where you find out what's happening. The Daily Audio Bible app does that as well. And you can download the app from whatever app store works with your device. It's free. Just search for Daily Audio Bible and uh, check it out. It's Christmas time around here and Christmas... Well, it's Christmas time everywhere. This Christmas, we have our annual Christmas ornaments and we have... Uh, created beautiful musical packages from the Daily Audio Bible. Five different albums that we pressed onto vinyl. Colored vinyl, beautiful packaging, very keepsake commemorative of our year together. And anyone who picks up one of those, we will send you the ornament from this year as well. And as I have been saying, 2024 is going to be a year of, not of new beginning or anything like that, but of a new home. A brand new place for us, and we're finishing up the development work on that so that it could happen sometime next year. So these resources will be invested into that. Thank you for your partnership. You can find those at dailyaudiobible.com or using the app. Just go to the shop and look for the Christmas section, and you'll find them there, and you can look at them. If you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible before the end of the year, thank you so deeply. Thank you for your partnership. We have been in this together, and that's why there is a global campfire. So thank you. There is a link on the homepage at dailyaudiobible.com. If you're using the app, you can press the Give button in the upper right-hand corner, where the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or encouragement, you can hit the hotline button in the app. That's the little red button up at the top. Or you can dial 877-942-4253. And that's it for today. I'm Brian. I love you. And I will be waiting for you here. Tomorrow. Tomorrow.
Blind Tony. This is Saved by Grace in Mississippi. I'm so sorry to hear about your fire, and I pray that for restoration for your home, and I pray that God will surround you with His loving arms and let you know that He's there with you and that He'll bring you and your sister through this. I pray for peace in your life. I pray that you just know that people that hear your message are praying for you all over and that you're not alone. We love you. Amen. Hi, my beautiful DAB family. This is Asia calling from the City of Angels, and I'm calling to lift up a few of our DAB members tonight. Kristen, we hear your voice, your loss um, in this season, Lord God. Uh, we, we hear our sister Kristen, and she's asking us to lift her up in prayer, so we're coming to you. Lord God, you know Kristen's lost um, family members, her children, her husband. And this season is especially hard when you have that loss that she has. And Father, we just pray, Lord, that you comfort her and allow us to comfort her as her brethren, as the body of Christ, as we bear one another's burdens and sorrows. Let us shoulder this along with her and feel her sorrow and allow her to feel some of our joy in the spirit of the season as we await the birth of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Father God, we also want to lift up blind Tony tonight to you who has um, recently lost um, his home in a fire and as he's waiting for his house to get the necessary repairs in the season we just pray Lord God that you can comfort him that you could still bring him comfort and joy that you could surround him with some love and some peace and some joy and some people that he could share the beauty of your spirit with in this season Father God we pray that you can fix the home and the family can move back in Lord God and Father, we are just so thankful and so grateful for all of your provision in this season. May we share it. May we share the joy of the season, the most important part of the season with everyone we come across, um, spreading joy and cheer and the word of God and ministering to those who are in need, especially in this season, Father. So we thank you, Father, in advance for hearing our prayers and our petitions. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you, Dad, family. Good morning, Dabbers. This is John O'Para from South Sudan uh, calling to uh, thank God for Brian Tony, uh, hearing his voice after a long while. Um, uh, but so sorry about what has happened uh, uh, to your uh, home. I'm glad that no one was hurt and no life was lost. I know that the enemy meant this uh, for evil, but I can assure you that the God we serve will turn it around for your good, for all things, for we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them that are called according to his purposes. And I know you have been called, you and your family have been called according to his purpose, and everyone on this platform have been called according to the purposes of God. May all things work for your good in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I'm also praying for the family of Delta Alpha Foxtrot, uh, who have lost uh, his father. I pray 
for uh, I hesitate to say lost. Uh, I, I, I basically believe that when we die, uh, it, it is uh, into the presence of the Lord. Okay, so may the comfort of the Lord be with you and your family. In Jesus' matchless name I pray. Amen. Hey family, this is God's Life Speaker. This week has seemed to be so heavy. Just three of you have lost your dads all within a span of each other. Dr. John's dad, Delta Alpha Foxtrot, and Prisoner of Hope. Lord, bless these families, hold these families up, strengthen them. I am glad to hear that they will see their parents again. And Lord, just it's a heavy time of the season to lose anyone. Um, and I just pray that the memories would just wash over these families and that they would just be comforted knowing, knowing um, that you have been in the midst of all of it. Continue to bless their families. And it was amazing to hear the farmer's wife. And you called in about three times, I think. And you said, the more you pressed in, the harder it was becoming. And uh, there is scripture in First Peter that says, don't look at these things as if they are strange. We can expect that the closer we're getting to the Lord, the more the enemy doesn't like that. So be encouraged, farmer's wife, um, that you must be getting close to something. The wall must be almost complete there like Nehemiah. And we will continue to hold up uh, Farmer Richard um, as he needs to meet the Lord and just ask that you be strengthened and you be the light and the salt that God has called you to be um, right in the place that you are, especially for your family. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for the farmers of our countries, uh, that they are willing to be out there, but especially right now, the farmer's wife, that you would bless her with strength, that you would help her to keep her eyes on you, to do the things that renew her mind and keep her mind steadfast on you, and you will return it with peace. And we thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. 